Welcome, beautiful souls. You are tuned in to Love Human, Be Spirit. With us, I'm Amy, a 3-5 emotional manifester, right angle, cross of Eden. And I'm Monique, a 1-4 splenic projector, right angle cross of the vessel of love. And we'd love to invite you to join us while we talk all things human and spirit through the lens of human design. We'd like to offer you inspiration, information, and lived experiences while we're on this human ride together. So buckle up or don't, your choice. We're here to celebrate your uniqueness and our own and offer a perspective that allows us to lean into what makes us special, what makes us human. So let's do it. Get ready to laugh, cry, and everything in between. And we plan to have a lot of fun along the way. Hello, everyone. We're excited, listeners. In this episode, we have a guest, and we think you're going to love her. We have Steffi, aka Spirit Sis, a 1-3 emotional manifesting generator. Steffi is the first man gen we've gotten to have on. And we just want to highlight just um, how much she brought to this episode for us. As you said, Monique, you know, she's our first manifesting generator and has that beautiful emotional authority. And she has a really deep understanding of her design and shares very openly when that came into her life and how that she has been experiencing that. So I think there's really something in this for everyone. But she also beautifully um, weaves in all of her other gifts and talents where we go from, you know, how she uses her spirituality, her love of astrology and deep understanding of that, the offerings that she has for all you beautiful humans, all the way down to astrocartography and what is offered from that space. So this is truly something you are not going to want to miss. And um, she really packs a punch with what she shared with us and blows us away with a few things. And we know that that's the space that we get to hold for you as well. So um, we're excited to share this with you and have the beautiful spirit sis as our guest today. So let's dig in. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Love Human Be Spirit. We are so excited today. We have an amazing guest. Dun, da, da, da. And it's been a little bit since we've had a guest on, and this is actually our first manifesting generator guest. And I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that there's several of our listeners who probably know you, Steffi. Um, we have Steffi Hill on the podcast today, aka Spirit Sis, and all of the ways that she shows up. So um, I want to welcome you, big warm welcome. We are so happy to have you here. And we're going to dive into all of the deliciousness you have to offer. We're so happy to have you here today. Yay. Such a pleasure. They can't see us, but we all did a little dance together, which I really loved. (laughs) But thank you for having me on. This is going to be such an epic chat. Of course it is. And that's really what we feel like we do, right, Monique? We just have chats. Yeah. We're so excited. Um, So excited to have you on. Yes. Beautiful. (laughs) So what we love to start with when we have um, the opportunity and, you know, just such a blessing to have guests join us here is really kind of like your experience with human design and kind of like would love to know when it came into your existence, kind of how, and then um, what has changed since it came into your life. Yes. Everything's changed. It's like life before human design and life after human design. I'm sure you both feel the same way. (laughs) I found it in a typical actually fashion for my strategy. Someone sent it to me. So I was responding, (laughs) but, uh, someone said, you would really love this podcast. You should listen and, and you should figure out what type you are. And I think this was in 2016 or 2015 around there. Uh, listened to it immediately looked up, found out I was a man gen. And I was like, wow, that's the most sense anything's ever made in my life. <laughs> yep. That's usually how that lands for sure. Yep. yep. And where were you in your life at that time? You know, I'm, if, if there are listener, our listeners don't know who spirit sis is or who you are, Steffi, maybe you can just give a little bit of a background as to who you are, you know, um, what you do and how you show up in the world kind of thing. 
Of course. And again, typical man, Jen, I'm someone that has a hundred jobs at once. Uh, and when I found about human design, I, I've always been a psychic since, you know, I was birth, <laughs> but you know, at this time I was a closeted psychic. I would give readings on the street to people, which is, you know, not, not really like ethical, but there was a way that I wanted to like express my psychic gifts. So, you know, I go stop people in the grocery store or whatever. And then I would talk to people and, you know, give them, you know, messages from their loved ones who have passed. But on the surface, I was still very much in the hustle. This was right around Saturn return time. So I was like maybe 26, 27, you know, the, the typical, I, I'm figuring out where I'm going and everyone in my life encouraged my psychic gifts, but I was just really scared of coming out and really, truly owning them. It was a little bit of that imposter syndrome, which I think we all feel at different points of our life. Uh, but I am, am in the entertainment industry. So screenwriter, actor. So at this moment of time, I believe I was, yeah, I had wrote, wrote, wrote in, I'd written, um, I wrote a script and was waiting for it to be developed and just kind of waiting and waiting and waiting. And then when I found out again about human design and using my strategy and authority, I realized I don't have to just be one thing. I can do all the things. So that was a great permission slip from the universe. Beautiful. I love that. Some validation probably came <laughs> with learning your design. Like, great. I wanted to do all the things anyway. So let me just yes. dive in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love that. So do you feel like you're living in alignment or do you feel like there was a time that you weren't? Yeah, totally. I mean, I think, I mean, just going back to conditioning of how I was raised, but there were a lot of times where I had my hand in so many different, even growing up like high school, so many different projects, you know, like my last name was extracurricular. Like I was like <laughs> vice president of, of student council. And then I was on the dance team and then I was in drama club. Like I was always doing a bunch of things. And I remember feeling like, oh, I should just stick to one thing because I'm really mediocre at everything. Like I'm not good at one thing <laughs> because I would switch my mind up so much. Um, so yeah, I think there was a time where I felt, especially in adolescence that I wasn't, uh, good at anything that I shouldn't be changing my mind. I shouldn't be quitting. And I think that was definitely living out of alignment as a manifesting generator. And then when I went to college, I said, I don't want to just pick one career or one major. And I had trouble. I was really um, flippant. Like I couldn't decide what I wanted to do. And being in one track felt really, really limiting. So like horribly limiting. Uh, so I ended up doing what made me happy, joyful, which was theater and expressing myself through storytelling and with open-minded people. And so when I started to do that, I started to live my joy as a man, Jen. So I think I switched into alignment here and there throughout my life, which I feel like all of us did before human design. <laughs> did any of that take moving out of, maybe this is probably more of a personal question than anything where like the physicality of where you were living, if you didn't feel like you were belonged or accepted or anything with all your beautiful gifts and talents, which you have not even highlighted yet here. <laughs> and did, did it blossom by you feeling like I literally have to uproot myself so that I can be the fullest expression of myself? Yes, absolutely. Uh, living in Michigan. And I mean, I love Michigan. It, it grew me into an amazing you know, I got a lot of morals and I'm really thankful for the time in Michigan. But when I moved to Los Angeles, like everything kind of like really opened up my mind and my psychic gifts became so much stronger. And then when I found out about astrocartography, which is something that I really love to do, it's a huge passion of mine. Astrocartography is astrology of place. So I found out that I was actually living on a Chiron line in Michigan, was born on it. Yeah. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> That makes so yeah. much sense. Yes. And for Chiron, um, for those that don't know, Chiron is the wounded healer. So Chiron is really about trauma and shadow. And I had um, a abusive childhood. So when I moved off that line and moved over to California, I did unknowingly was drawn here and I'm, no, I'm near a Jupiter line now. So that wow. in itself really opened up, you know, Jupiter's all about expansion and evolution. So that really opened up my gifts in a whole new way that I never knew I could express. It's wow. interesting because you just shared with me something I told Monique before um, we got on with you that I really wanted to ask you. Um, 
it, it's almost like a trick question um, because I wanted to ask you what you know you with the gifts and talents that you have, what you really enjoyed you know doing and serving and showing up most. And the reason why that's a trick question is because as Manjins and anybody that has a defined sacral, yeah. Nope. Not a good idea to be doing anything <laughs> with that beautiful energy that doesn't excite you. But um, I think you answered it without me even having to ask, which astro cartography. Yeah. Cartography. Yeah. I know. It's a tongue twister. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody say, you know, like an astro map. It's just an astro map. Just say that. Totally. It's geography of astrology. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, yeah. 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 <laughs> and that is, it's so cool. It's so cool. I've never had mine done. So clearly I'm going oh my to, gosh, we have to, to you. Your lines. Yeah. Have you Monique, have we done anything? No, I haven't. I'm super interested in learning more about it though. I, it's something that I don't know anything about. I know a little bit about astrology and I've always kind of loved learning about that, but I didn't even know astrocartography was a thing up until pretty recently. And a friend of mine that knows I'm into human design things and astrology things recently brought me her astrocartography that she had done like a while ago. She's like, here, can you look at this and tell me things? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool. I'll look at that. And I was like, I don't know what I'm looking at, girlfriend. Sorry. <laughs> this is like not yeah. yeah, it's a lot. It's out, it's super fascinating. It was so much. And I'm like, I'm I, but I would love to um explore that more. Um that's really fascinating for me to think about what you said about where you were born and how you where you ended up right now and and you know and how that aligned with that. It's so crazy. I love that. Yeah. And I have a lot of clients coming to me too, with just an intuitive, you know, I don't, I'm not meant to live here. And then I look it up. I'm like, girl, you're on a Pluto line, you know, and then they have this <laughs> intuition. I really need to move to like Albuquerque, you know, or San Francisco, whatever it is. And it always ends up being on a line that's more um, positive or aspected really nicely in their chart. So I yeah, love that. that gets put I wanted to say something too. Uh, you know, for everybody listening, Steffi is a one, three emotional manifesting generator. I don't think we said that, but just so that you can follow along, if you have that similar design and stuff, as she's talking about these things and stuff. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is I'm like a super fangirl of Steffi. Okay. As a thing. And I'm like internally kind of containing myself right now and also being super excited. So it's kind of like this. So if you, my voice sounds weird to anybody that that's what's happening right now. I just want to fully be transparent there because she, I've um, had a, a service from her. Um, I've had an aura reading from her that like rocked my world, but I also just found her. Um, I found you Steffi in a, in a way that was like very, um, it wasn't through the day Luna. It was some other way. Yeah. And then I realized you were friends with them after I had found their podcast and became obsessed with them. So it was just, it all felt so very aligned. And then when I got my aura reading from Steffi, um, it just was such a, it was such beautiful timing. It was so beautifully, I've shared it with Amy. So she's heard it. And um, I've shared it with like maybe five close people in my life because I was like crying and I was just like so moved by what you offer uh, with your gifts. And um, and that's just one of your offerings. And I, I know it's like, you know, you have a lot of other big stuff, but and you, you just you, you're so gifted, in my opinion, in making this stuff attainable, which is what Amy and I really like to do with human design. And this podcast, hopefully, um, is what we're trying to do. And I just love that so much about you. And so now that I got that all out of my mouth, I can probably focus better. <laughs> <laughs> Equally obsessed with you, Monique, you have such beautiful energy. And every time you you come to me or you pop up in my DM, it like really makes me so happy from the inside of my soul. So it is mutual girl. And I love you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I'm excited that you're on here. I'm really, um, really super excited that you're excited about it. And um, I'm excited that you're a one three too. And I'm excited to talk about that a little bit, because as you were talking about your manifesting generator and, um, you know, trying things out and that kind of goes with your three light too. And Amy's a three five. So she shares a little bit of that with you. Um, I don't have a lot of threes in my profile. I'm solid one, four over here. So I'm like a little scared sometimes to trial and try, you know what I mean? I get it, you know, so I just, I like, I really love to learn through people with threes in their profiles. Um, so is that something that resonated for you right away when you started learning human design things? One oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I always have to try a hundred times before I get it right. And now I have, again, the permission slip to be like, all right, let's do this again. Like the theory is tough. Like no lie. It's like, dang it. <laughs> you know, and I have Gata shock as my unconscious son. 
So that is really difficult. Sometimes the lesson comes and I'll be like, okay, I have to relearn how to do this. And then with that one line, I really do try to like dive into whatever it is, like either spiritually or physically, if something's not going right or mentally, you know, I'm always trying to like uncover and learn and redo. So that probably even more than the gate of shock was the hardest was the three line to accept holy mm. because I was like, everyone gets it right on the first time. Like what? Like, that's amazing. People can just do things right. Cause I'm always like just messing up and redoing it. <laughs> that's also a man gen thing as well. Right. I do things I quick. Know. And then I'm like, Oh, okay. I need to redo that. <laughs> so anyway, I, it's, I'm accepting of it now, but it definitely is difficult at times to experiment and not fully uh, get it right the first time. <laughs> I find that so interesting because Amy super resonates with her three hard. And I but wonder if conscious. that's that's your conscious, right? Yeah. Cause you're a three, five. Yeah. And so for, for you, Steffi, it's, it's your subconscious, right? So I wonder if that's why it like took you a little bit longer to like wrap your mind around it. Whereas Amy's like, oh yeah, no, I'm going to bump around through my whole life. I got that from the gut. Like she Ooh. always talks about it in this way. And I'm like, really? You're just okay. And maybe, you know, you're a manifester too. So there's a little bit of potency in your design that's I, I believe like doesn't really exist in others even man, I mean manjuns you're the next closest to that fire at, like for manifestors and in my viewpoint but it's it's impressive sometimes Amy's resiliency with things it's like whoa okay cool <laughs> you're and cool with that cool <laughs> and Monique reminds me often that I'm fast too and I it's like mostly because I'm really impatient and so I just want to you know <laughs> same, same I get it I totally get it <laughs> Well, what about the one line? That's your conscious one. And, um, you know, Monique can relate to this because this is conscious for her. But do you feel like, um, are you aware of the things that excite you to go and dig down in your rabbit hole? And then have you had things projected upon you to dig into? And then you're like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have wasted my energy on that because I wouldn't really lit up about that. It, absolutely. Yeah. Anything that I am excited by, and even in the smallest way, I will dig and dig and dig and dig. Sometimes, you know, on the bat, if I'm on an emotional, which we'll talk about, I'm sure. But when I'm on an emotional bad day, if I dig and, and get myself into like, oh man, I just Googled myself into like feeling like I have cancer or something like that. Like, <laughs> it can be on a low vibration for sure. Like the investigating thing. Um, but anything I'm excited by, I love geeking out through like subreddits or forums or YouTube. I just love to learn. And that's always been something that I yeah, am lit up by. So the one line I definitely connect to for sure. <laughs> yeah, same. I, I resonate with that so much. Um, and it's like, I, I even resonate with the, I'm not emotionally defined, but I resonate with the I can dig myself into a, like a rabbit hole where I'm like, what the fuck am I even learning about right now? Like, I don't even know where I'm at. What, like, and I'm like, I've now filled up my mind with a bunch of stuff that like, I, you know, so it's really about kind of like how Amy, you, you put it about really letting, you know, the things that really fascinate you and light you up and kind of knowing um, when to express that too. For me, it's about when to know when to share that with my people because that's the four a little bit. And um, I, I imagine for you, it's a little bit like when to just go and do the thing, you know, as your three line. But um, I, I, do you struggle? I struggle with some of this with the one line is like some of that insecurity of like, do I know enough type of thing? Or like, am I, you know, um, sure enough? Like, it's kind of like this, like, well, are they going to, you know, did I have to get enough information or whatever, but do you, do you re relate to that also? Oh, all the time. I never feel Gosh. ready to share information and then I just go for it. But yeah, of mm -hmm. course. And I think that undefined Ajna, like I have an undefined mind, mm -hmm. both of them. Um, so I've always feel uncertain and don't really know if I'm sharing something. And then if I just think about, okay, this is what I love. And I feel like if I share it, people might like it too. And if they see how excited I am, and then I reframed, you know, I was like, okay, well, I don't have to know everything. I can just share what I do know and what I'm excited about. No one's an ex. I mean, maybe there's experts, of course, like there's like very people, people well-renowned in their field, but I think because I'm a man, Jen, and because I'm kind of mediocre at everything, I can share like bits and pieces. 
Well, you do, even though you're undefined, you do have gate 17 defined. And even though it is, you know, the unconscious, your opinions do matter. You, you know, you do have consistent energy there for you to share that. And if you can allow yourself to look at it from that perspective, gate 11, you're letting all the ideas and things come into your head, gate 17, you're formulating opinions and allowing yourself to share them. And you have some really powerful energy there for sure. So, I mean, we were both looking at your, um, your design. So thank you for giving us your birth details. It's quite intimate information some people know you know it's like it feels like like looking dig into all your deliciousness you know but um a lot of the stuff that's in your design Steffi you know just totally translates into how you show up in the world with your gifts and that's pretty powerful so one of the questions I had is how do you weave human design into all of your talents and you know offerings with the world is it do you literally do design readings or do you touch on it if the person that you're working with knows, or do you not use human design words, but you share nuggets of it, just not using that terminology or maybe all the above. Yeah, <laughs> that's such a fun question. I, well, I mean, I guess about approaching my business, everything is human design based with my strategy and authority. So starting there, and I like to call it like the triple, the I triple tap. Um, where it's like, I'm thinking about something I want to, you know, talk about or include in a service. And then I wait for a response and then I inform people, Hey, this is what I'm doing. And then they usually respond again. So it's like, I got the three confirms from, I got one from the universe, one from informing and one from my audience. So I like to do that. And my podcast is all spirit led as well. So I will intuitively kind of listen and respond. So that using my strategy and authority, because I am a man, Jen, I have to inform and then I have to respond. That was a little bit dicey at first because I almost feel like I have to really do both of them to feel really aligned. If I only inform or if I only respond, it doesn't feel resonant for me. So Mm -hmm. I really, that's again, like something I really wanted to incorporate in every single aspect of my business. Every single offering has gone through that process. Um, and then in readings, yeah, it's a little bit of a mixed bag. I mean, I talk about astrology, I channel, I am looking at their human design and deciding like what pieces that I want to pull out from there. But it's amazing. Every single person that comes to me does really appreciate how all over the place it is, <laughs> where I feel like in the past I would have had conditioning around sticking to the course. But, you know, I think people that come to me know I... I do channeling as well. So even if it's an astrology reading at the end, I'm like, oh, your grandma's here. You know, it's like, I can't control that at all. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, a human design was like a huge love for me. Giving readings lights me up, but in a different way. So I actually just recently took that offering off because I feel like there are other people in the world who are very gifted and I'm, I'm moving a little bit towards like courses and classes with astrology, but regardless, I, I mean, I love it all. I love it all. And, you know, you can take the essence of so many of the energies of what you're, you know, not only channeling, but you're witnessing by what you're able to look at um, and weave it in. And we don't have to use the words, you know, oftentimes the words just confuse people anyway. Human design words are weird. You know, Moni, can I say that all the time? Totally. And like, I'll find out someone's a projector and, and it really does change the way I communicate with them and give them recognition and show up or manifester. I really empower them to like be their own person and make their own choices, even in my friendships. And they are, it's like, I'm doing it kind of like sneakily yeah. <laughs> or my mom is a self-projected projector, like living in conditioning. And I'll always try to like you know, let her talk it out, things like that. So I'll do it even without doing it, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I call that like ninja. You don't know that I'm doing it, that I'm doing it. Sneaky ninja human design. Yeah, (laughs) totally. And astrology all the time. I'm always kind of doing that. (laughs) I love that. So what ways do you feel like conditioning, you you reference conditioning a little bit as it relates to, you know, I'm all over the place, letting that just be exactly who you get to be because it's beautiful and it's exactly as you're designed to be. Um, so you've allowed yourself to decondition from that. And then you talked about a little conditioning with your mom. Are there other ways that you recognize conditioning has shown up and that you have allowed yourself to embrace? Oh, yes. In so many ways. I think the, the biggest, when you asked me that my gut first immediately thought about my emotional center and my solar plexus defined, because in my family, I'm the only man gen and I'm the only one with a defined solar plexus. So growing up, it was a lot of 
oh, come on, stop crying. Or, you know, you're too sensitive. And even as like a psychic channel, you know, hearing that was really difficult. Like you're not supposed to be sensitive. And now knowing that's my superpower and my strength and it's what it gives me power in decisions. Oh my gosh. Like that was huge conditioning. I had to work around. Um, and I am an emotional person. I mean, I, I cry like five to six times a day. If I see a butterfly, I'll cry. If I see a commercial, I'll cry. And it's not like a full blown, but it, I am a very, uh, deeply connected person to emotions. So I think growing up in a family where that wasn't encouraged was huge part of my deconditioning process. Um, and I think too, just abandoned the energy I had was always like astronomical compared to anyone else. Like I would do circles, like even as a child, a toddler, you know, they would tell my mom and dad, like, she won't nap. Like she's the only person that doesn't want to nap. And I still can't nap. I mean, it's like, I think people that can nap, it's a superpower because for me, I'm like, nope, I'm ready to, I'm all, always up, you know, or my projector friends were like, uh, no, Steffi, I need like five hours to sleep. <laughs> So I think conditioning that as well and knowing it's okay to have energy and it's okay to use my body in different ways. And I don't need to, I do need to rest of course, but knowing that, um, my high energy is a gift and, and not a, a curse. Cause again, growing up, I was kind of told to believe I always needed to tone myself down in some way. And now I feel like I should, like, yeah, I deconditioned that to understand that it's a gift. So beautiful. And I love that you highlighted because I think that's so important for our beautiful listeners to recognize. Were you the only sacral or just the only man gen in your family? Only man gen. So uh, three sacrals and one self-projected projector, my mom, my poor mom. <laughs> You're the only one that had emotional authority. Did I hear that yes. right? Yes. In my entire family. Yes. Wow. That's, that's like the opposite of uh, Amy's family dynamic, right? They're a whole house full of emotionals. I mean, her, her and both her kids are, are emotionals and um, there's a lot of, I draw in emotionals always. I love so much of, of what you said though. I think it's, I think it's so beautiful that you um, were able to, to get this gift of human design and see yourself in this way, because I'm, I'm learning this too, as I've been taking on clients, but I really believe that the people that come to you are it's because they want you to give them the thing, the reading, the whatever. And so they want somebody that's all over. I want somebody that's going to tell me 50 different things in one reading like you, you know what I mean? That's who, that's who I am too. But I like that um, you've embraced that so much. And I feel like I share in that journey with you a little bit because I have right arrows, not that I'm a man, Jen, but I have a lot of definition for a projector. I have right arrows and I have this like all over the place thing about me. I have the purple aura, remember? So I'm yes. like, you know, I'm, I'm a little like, I feel sometimes like I could come off disheveled or like not like the rest of the group looks type of thing, you know, and there's been a lot of conditioning around that for me too, that I've learned to let go of and starting to understand how that is your superpower. I also, my cancer moon, I guess is, is in line with you too, because I cried everything too. I cry easily five times a day and I'm not emotionally <laughs> defined, but yeah. like, you know, whether that's I'm amplifying emotions around me, or I just truly see the beauty in everything sometimes. And that makes me want to cry. That's kind of who I am too. Um, I just love that you've like put your arms around yourself and accepted that because I feel that in myself too, so much. And, um, and we have one channel in common, the 5710. And um, I wonder if, if, when your relationship with yourself got better, is that kind of when your psychic gifts like turn the fuck on hard to like, sort of like, is that accurate? Because I feel like that's a thing with that channel, like the spleen G center connection there. Hell yes. Hell yes. Like the more I stopped focusing on people pleasing, which is a huge issue from my childhood. Mm. And the more I really like decided to lean into my authenticity, every, like with that 10, everything really shifted. And my intuition is, I don't care anymore. If what I'm, if someone's a skeptic, like, I don't care. I know I've had so many hundreds, if not thousands of clients say, yeah, you channeled my loved one from on the other side. I don't need affirmation from a skeptic. It's just not Anyway, my, my self-love and my worth is, is definitely uh, congruent with, with my intuition for sure. 
Yeah. And you have the 57 connecting to your 10, which um, for people listening is her spleen to her G center. That's the one that we share in common. And then Steffi also has the 5720, which is the spleen to the throat connection. And it's a subconscious one. And I was talking to Amy about this before we got on, but I'm wondering, do you think that that's part of your like ability to channel like mediumship in the moment, like spontaneously, like maybe do you not, is that accurate? Like when you look yes. at your design? Yes. The very first human design reading like I got was they were like, are you psychic? I was like, yes. (laughs) But again, it's that, um, yeah, direct. I already know. And I'm able to speak my intuition, you know, because it's connected to the throat. So yeah, that's, I was like, yeah, that makes the most sense. Just a definite yes. So I think that channel for sure, uh, highlights some of my psychic gifts. It is the most intuitive channel in the entire human design Mm -hmm. body graph, but I'm just curious have you always been aware of it? Because if it being, you know, the red line, the unconscious line, did you have to, because a lot of your um, connections and activations, you know, within your spleen are unconscious. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that's where you're into, how did you allow yourself to develop it and just trust it, you know? Well, if I believe, I, I, or sorry, I believe that's a projected channel, right? I think it is 5720 is a projected channel. I think you're right. I think it is. So I think actually, believe it or not, through recognition, I felt more comfortable giving psychic gifts because I think mm. the more, even though it's it's a double-edged sword, because I really shouldn't be giving psychic gifts unless I'm invited. But I will say that um, I think just through, I've always known, but it, it was just, it was just a journey of feeling comfortable doing it. So I don't know, that's, it's difficult for me to answer that because I've always known that there were voices inside my head that were not my own. So that was a little bit of a journey to say, okay, is this really me? Am I really crazy? But the more and more, you know, I got invitations from people that weren't maybe necessarily verbal, you know, more of like talking about psychic stuff and then me saying, Hey, I have someone here that wants to talk to you. And then the recognition afterwards, I got more and more comfortable through practice. I love that. God, that's so that's- powerful. That makes me think of, I recently heard the subconscious conscious thing put like this, that the subconscious connections in our charts can be, uh, it's really like our body just doing the thing. And so it's harder for us to be consciously aware of it, like able to even talk about it or able to even see it or able to even really be like, oh, look, that's that, you know, but when it's brought to you by somebody else, like pointed out almost like how you're saying, you know, your, your talents were right. Then it's like, oh Yeah. Yeah. Like then it's, you know, starts to like kind of click or whatever, but that's what it made me think of right now when you were, when you were expressing that. Um, that's really cool. And so I want to talk about you and Amy have the same, one of the same emotional waves, the 35, 36. Let's oh get into gosh. that a little bit. You abstract waivers. Um, if you, if that's okay with you both, but, um, I think that that's a really, uh, really cool thing to be able to share with our listeners because this emotional wave and emotional definition in general, understanding emotions is something that Amy and I are wildly passionate about because we just truly believe that this is like such a huge step for a way to move forward just as a collective in, in, you know, like getting out of this place of like, you know, thinking and thinking and thinking and really feeling and understanding emotions and getting that they're all okay, that not just okay, but that they're actually a gift, right? That undefined emotional people like me need you guys to express. We need it. We need it. Our life doesn't work without it. I mean, there's a reason why I draw emotionals left and right. Um, I'm starting to understand like all of my best friends are emotionals. So many people besides my mom and my daughter, which are the two people I didn't like personally choose almost everybody else around me is an emotional. And so when Amy and I were um, together this past weekend, we got to like hang out and we were talking about this a lot. And I'm like, why do you think I'm so obsessed with emotionals? Why do you think that I'm like, what is it? Like, what am I trying to learn here? And like, duh, like I'm trying to learn emotions. That's what all of us undefined emotionals are doing through, through healthy defined emotional solar plexus people like yourselves. That's what Amy and I got to that this healthy, uh, you know, deconditioning, reconditioning formula being around, you know, me being around healthy defined emotional people is, is great for my growth. Whereas like me being around people that are unaware of their emotional definition can be brutality for me to exist through, you know? Mm. 
So yeah. <laughs> I think that goes for all of us. You know, we we all can um, have a lower vibe expression or experience with somebody that you know is very um, unaligned with their emotional definition. Yeah, that beautiful 3536, that's the one that I tried to trade with somebody at the retreat in Costa Rica. I'm like, yeah, I don't want this one. Can I say so who wants this one? You know, <laughs> it's the, I find it it's because it's based off expectation, which makes so much sense because when something, when I'm expecting something to go a certain way and it's just a little bit off, I will plummet in my wave so quick. So learning how to curb that exp- I'm not perfect and still happens all the time. Um, but I, you know, noticing and tracking my emotional wave. Now it's a little more consistent and I'll notice that I'll be in a low wave one full day. The next day I'll be medium. Then the third day I'll be high. And then it goes back to medium and then back to down, excuse me. Um, but have you noticed that too, Amy? Like, does it go like that? I can totally resonate with the one day. Like the one, the low is like, this is the worst. It could, I can't fathom it ever getting worse. You know, everything is shit. What about, what's it all worth? You know, like I, and I've experienced a couple of those recently. I was like, oh. I don't have to make this mean anything. I can just let myself navigate it. And then there's nothing wrong with me, you know, cause that's like, you know, so much of it. And then I get to ask myself some of those questions only from a place of curiosity and love and acceptance, never from judgment, never from accusatory. Cause that doesn't serve anybody, including myself most predominantly. Um, you just like, okay, what might I have been expecting? that either most often my expectation where my wave crashes is when I expect something outside of myself. Mm. And guess what? I don't have any control over that. No. So what I get to do is not be so emotionally attached to any outcome and be way more accepting. Wouldn't it be nice if type of energy, right? Instead of of, you said, this is how that was going to go. And now I'm in a shit mood because you changed your mind. Yes. Well, like <laughs> or fantasy. Didn't follow through. Yes. Yeah. Very fantasy like how I thought it was going to unfold. Do you know where mine comes out the most? And my friends will laugh when they hear this because they know food. If I'm thinking, because man, Jen, like a lot of my life revolves around food. So if I'm mm-hmm. expecting the food to taste a certain way, look a certain way, and it doesn't like one time, I don't know why I will plummet and I'll literally cry into a sandwich or something. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to that. So, Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's like you were expecting it to be, or I don't know, I, my, um, my partner and I just went uh, overseas for the very first time. And I was, I booked it all through my astrocartography. And I was like, you know what? Let's book our last night of the trip. It was two week trip. I'm going to book a Michelin star restaurant. Let's be fancy and let's just kind of do it. And oh my gosh, I cried into every single dish. <laughs> oh, cause it was such a disappointment. You had, it was a disaster. Oh, I can't yeah. even explain to you. Like I can't like, even, it was, yeah, it was rough, but it was funny because, you know, we started crying and my boyfriend who understands my wave, he's like, just don't eat it. He's like, he like put his head down and just kind of like stomached a few bites. And then we got outside and, you know, took a right, right turn and went straight to McDonald's in France. <laughs> and then my way went right back up. Yep. Yep. Their expectations <laughs> were likely going to be met there, you know, so yeah. and they were exceeded. <laughs> exactly. Wow. That's so interesting to think about because I, I think that expectations is something that everybody can relate to this to, to some degree, right? We all go through these, the, and, and as, a, and I've said this to Amy before, we've said this on one of our episodes, even um, as a general rule, isn't that a great general rule for us all? Like, let's not have expectations outside of ourselves in general. Let's, let's live our, you know, but when I hear you guys talk about it and when I hear somebody with this channel talk about it, it's other level. It sounds like when you talk about it, it's not about like, Hey, this is some good advice for you. No, no. It's kind of like, you need to let go of the expectations kind of thing. Like, you know, it's almost like, um, not just good advice, but like needed advice. Yes. Right. And what's so cool about human design and having, you know, people around your life that understand it, they get who you are. And, you know, I, even the emotional thing, you know, it's just amazing that if you have a moment or if you're, you know, feeling something that it's encouraged and and not, you know, frowned upon. I would love to hear from you. So you talked about um, your main sun gate that's on the unconscious side of your design, and then your main sun gate 
that's on the conscious side is gate 53, which we just had an episode at the gate of new beginnings. So, or the gate of beginnings, you know, and so love that energy. It's so potent. We just had the transit in that. When you started digging into your design, were you drawn because as someone who understands astrology like you, were you drawn to see where, what planets your gates were in? Right away. Of course, because I, and I understand so much like, oh, this is my North node placement and this is my sun placement. So yeah, it's really interesting to see that. And I also like having, you know, clients come to me and seeing, oh, we both have Aries moon and we both have gate of shock, like something like that. You know, it's, it's really interesting to see that because I, so me, my brother and my mom, this is crazy. All have Aries moon and all of us have gate of shock. Wow. Yes. And some crazy things happened to us growing up, like absolutely batshit crazy things would happen. Um, so that makes so much sense. But anyway, I love seeing, I love seeing that not only within my own chart, but looking into others and seeing where, uh, yeah, the, the placements are and where the transits are and how that correlates with their natal chart. Do you watch the transits daily? Like, are you just like in tune with that? Are you just like, I, I know what's happening and astrology? You- yes. Not, not human design, but astrology hundred percent every day. I know what's going on or have a basis just because a lot of people will DM me and be like, what the F Steffi, what is happening? I'm having a bad day. And I'm like, oh girl. Okay. The, it's the full moon is conjunct Pluto and that's what's happening. So just, Pluto. just for knowledge, but it's also really, I know <laughs> screw Pluto. I hate it. Um, <laughs> no, we love, we love Pluto. You didn't hear me, Pluto. Um, <laughs> no, no, My Pluto is in gate 46. Oh, okay. <laughs> My journey that I'm going to have a whole lifetime is love the physical body, right? Hey, we love that. Yeah. We love that. Yeah. I don't know. Was there any parts that as you did dig into this, you were like, that just doesn't land or I reject that. Did you feel any of that as you were learning already knowing? Cause it sounds, I think you knew astrology before you knew design. Is that true? Yes. Okay. Yes. I knew astrology. So then when you started weaving this into that, was there anything that you felt did, I mean, I'm sure you had ahas, which you've, you know, shared even just the manjin piece of it, but was there anything? Cause I often hear people, no, that just, I don't, I don't know if that's me type of energy, you know? And so what do you, did you have any of that yourself or do you receive that sometimes when you're sharing, you know, that with others? Definitely receive it more than I, I, I believed it right away and it could just be the open mind stuff, but it, it was the first time I really resonated with my soul, every little part of me that was what I had conditioning around or thought was weird. It was like, oh yeah, no, you are weird. And like, accept that. Um, I also have gate of doubt. Uh, I believe it's like my North node or something, um, or my moon, which one I don't remember. Um, but it's predominant in my chart in my human design. So there is a little healthy amount of like, uh, is that really me? And I think that's just, um, it's good to, I don't, I, you should be open-minded, but there should also be like a healthy amount of like resonance there, you know, or if it doesn't resonate, then why? And looking into that. So it is, it's your, um, your conscious North node, which is like my understanding of North node. You'll be able to explain this better. Actually, I'm just going to let you explain what North node is. (laughs) Yeah. North node in this lifetime is, um, your karma and what you're building to And your South node is either past life trauma or very early childhood where you still have it could be conditioning or where you still have room to grow. And so a lot of times in astrology, it manifests in a lot of people feel really comfortable staying in their South node place because that's what they knew in a past life that feels good. And sometimes the North node will feel a little uncomfy, but your whole life, you're really kind of going towards that karmic North node and leading towards that will open up your karma and your gifts in a way that, you know, you can't even like think of in words. I mean, your North node now and South node consciously are both in your head. <laughs> yes. And in, in astrology that tracks as well. Wow. <laughs> That's a really lot of cool. mental health stuff. Yes. That's really cool <laughs> though. Yeah. Yes. It's a blessing and a curse for sure. Um, also like, cause I'm constantly channeling. It's like, I do doubt myself or I do mm. doubt what, what's coming through is true. Uh, but yeah, and also just self-doubt, you know, just limiting beliefs and, and mm-hmm. things like that. So again, human design and astrology are just so beautiful together. Like they're so consistent. Yeah. Love that. I always, I feel like for, for so many of us, the, 
the thing that is our strength is often the thing that's like the biggest struggle type thing you know like you know how amy's like looking at your north note sound they're like that's beautiful and i could feel you being like is it though sometimes no, i'm it's like, like screw that beautiful <laughs> right and amy's like i want to trade in that wave but it's like that's one of that's your main sun gate is in that wave amy right like I know, let's be I know. real I'm the gate of crisis i know i get it it's like you know we we have this yeah and so and I, mine is like i don't know i don't know mine's like about self-love and things like that and and really you know getting around that and and how that shows up for me and um it's just so i, I love how the universe sets that up for us how we get to like you know have these things that are our gifts but also the thing that can be our biggest challenge sometimes I wonder, go ahead, go ahead, Moni. With your, with your um, head, so Steffi has her head center and her Ajna center undefined um, in human design. And so I wonder, do you think that's a big part of how you pick up on things? I mean, like uh, psychically, because I feel like, I don't know, I have a defined mind and what I'm starting to witness is sometimes I feel like I can almost like send people the thing like with my mind, like, and, and I don't mean that, like, I have like superpowers. I mean, like, I'll be talking with somebody and they'll say the thing that I was like, just thinking, you know, and I'm like, I wonder, and we had a, um, our, uh, one of our previous episodes, uh, Brittany, who's a sacral generator that we had on has a defined mind and a defined head, Amy. Right. And she, yeah. she said something like, um, that she can, that she was starting to notice that. And after she mentioned that, I'm like, oh, that's kind of a cool thing to pick up. And I'm wondering, because you have, Steffi has so much definition in her design. She's got six out of nine centers to find like, yay, so much energy. By the way, I already made a deal with the universe that I'm going to be a manjan in my next life. I think y'all are superheroes. I don't think you're mediocre at anything. I think you could do everything. That's oh how gosh, I see, see you all. I want to be a projector next time. So that's really yeah. funny. <laughs> that's so funny i already like cut the deal with the universe i'm like listen next life i want manjan type of energy and like multi-facetedness that's what i'm into i think it's really you know but right we always you know you have curly hair you want straight hair same thing right like exactly <laughs> but, um i just wondered if you felt that your um un undefinition <clears throat> that's not a word but if your openness up here gave you i don't know more intel in terms of like psychic abilities Totally. I think it can, um, where I've noticed it the most, I think is like creating content and, uh, like, you know, cause I am a screenwriter. And so I'll, I'll see things on, like, I just saw something on Hulu is a script that I already wrote. And I was like, am I picking up on like something somewhere or someone I sat next to and their idea? So my friend called me and she's a projector and she was like, oh my God, I don't even want to like deliver this news, but she read the script and she was like, it's literally the exact, the first opening scene is the exact scene I wrote on paper three or four years ago. Stop so it. I'm like, oh. maybe I was in a coffee shop or in somewhere in LA next to this person. And, and also I looked and the writer was at this festivals the same time I was. So it's just a weird coincidental thing. So maybe, but also I'm like, on the one hand, I was like, dang it. Someone took my idea, but I'm like, I'm open head. So probably I took it from them, you know? <laughs> God, I love that. And not, not that that happened for you, but just the reflection, right? Yeah. Like just allowing yourself to really see the power and the potency of all this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm inspired I, by everybody and everything. And that's a gift of the open, open crown, you know? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Monique, yours That's is completely good. open. You don't even have any activation. Yeah, I have a completely Ooh. open head. Yeah. Oh, girl. Yeah. Okay. It's just, and then the defined mind, it, it, it messes me up sometimes. I feel like it's like a lot coming in and then I'm like processing, trying to process it, process it the same way I process like, and it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And then I'm like, I, you know, I have answers, but I'm like too many questions, too many questions or like something like that. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's like overload and I have to like, very quiet and like to, you know to like really get out of my yeah. head and then into my body again that's what I've kind of learned that's an interesting journey like having to find Ajahn way like fully open I mean that's yeah cool. yeah and a projector so I like I see everything and I'm like insight oh pff, another insight oh pff, another insight oh and, and it's you're like swinging. you know yeah yeah so, so, yeah. yeah you don't it, have but, to you don't have to wait again learning human design has made me um feel okay with that whereas before i felt like a crazy person a lot of the time in my head there was like just a lot of like chatter here and like things coming in i feel like and i wasn't 
doing anything with them or knowing what to do with it, you know, whatever. And I like you, um, Amy has a gate of ideas too. the 11. I have the gate of ideas 11. I also have the channel there, the 5611. So um, I you don't want to say a lot of this stuff. And so it would like be coming in fast. And then I, you know, I, so I really, for me, it's been a real practice to get quiet and like chill out for a minute. And then, you know, then I can really process what I, and let go of the things that don't matter that I'm thinking about, you know? Yeah. Mm, love that. that. I was going to ask you, Steffi, about the only other um, center, because, you know, Monique just shared that you have six of the nine, the only other center that you have undefined. Um, and I'm just realizing as I'm saying this out loud, that you don't have any completely open, which is really cool. That's, that's pretty uncommon. I think. Oh yeah, that is. Yeah. Um, I don't. Yeah. So, but you have the heart center undefined, the ego center. And we talked about the activation. You have the gate 51, which is, I love I love the energy of that gate so much, whether it's- How dare you? <laughs> I do, I just How love dare it. You. And I feel like I'm really drawn to people that have it because it's like, I'm like, use it, too. yes, you know? Um, but do you, is there any way that you would um, share with our beautiful listeners how you have expressed having that center undefined? Because it is the center that has the potential for the most conditioning, as we know. I mean, mine's fully open, so you could say anything. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. I knew you were going to get to this. I was like, oh, don't, don't ask me about the heart. Don't ask me about <laughs> yeah, ego. I didn't ask you if there was anything off limits. See, how dare you? <laughs> I intuitively no. knew because I wanted to go there. No, I, that for sure. We talked about conditioning. I mean, I didn't mention that that's the biggest one is knowing my worth and mm-hmm. my value and having inconsistent energy levels, like for sure that tracks. Um, and then having the 51 like subconscious gate there. I mean. Ooh, boy, that's been difficult. Um, and that's been a journey too. And I think I, it shows up a lot. It used to show up a lot in romantic partnerships, but, and picking people that definitely I was people pleasing and that stuff like that, but it shows up too, with how I price things, uh, you know, like, Oh, I don't really know the value in myself and, and, you know, putting things. And then I price stuff that I think is like good, but it's like, Oh, is it too high? And I think it's, it's still a journey. Um, and then with gate 51, like gate of shock, what's a fun story too, is, um, the very first time I met my, my boyfriend now, uh, which was three years ago, the very first night we were talking, I, I was telling a, a traumatic story that happened to me. I was like, Oh, I was held at gunpoint. I was held at gunpoint. And him and I were going back telling traumatic stories and everyone is sitting there like, what is wrong with you guys? You know, once I got to know him, not only do we have the same birthday, <laughs> which is crazy, but he has gate of shock, of course, cause that's how it works. But anyway, um, that was really cool too, but together we don't even make an, under, we don't make a defined heart, but, um, I find it fascinating mm-hmm. that, that, that gate that, that has had, had so much conditioning is something that made me grow the most in my life. Wow. And that's what we're meant to, right? It's the opportunity for the greatest wisdom, you know, our undefined or open centers are where we can in an aligned place when we're ready, can create the most wisdom for ourselves. So mm. there we go. So there it is. Are, I know. accept that. As mm. you were saying that held at gunpoint, I told Monique a story this weekend, and I feel like it lines up um, with what we're sharing today as it relates to our emotional wave. And I just connected the dot there. I was probably eight or nine and we had a babysitter and this is going to relate to your food story too, with expectations. Monique knows where I'm going. And <laughs> she just laughed. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm the youngest of three girls and I'm the only one that battled weight. And so that was the one time when we had a babysitter that we were allowed to have junk food. Oh. And I knew the cabinet that the junk food that w- was in. And that's the mm-hmm. only time that mom and dad had park club and we had a babysitter. Amy got to eat junk food and I was all in, <laughs> like I was waiting for them to leave the house. Right. And so this babysitter says, no, it's either too late or whatever. I knew where my dad <laughs> um, hid his rifle and I went and got it. I literally was eight or nine and I pointed it at her by God. My expectation was not going to be met. And so you're, and I know that's like, I'm sweating because there's just the reality of it and how severe that would be. So I'm not inviting anybody to go to this extreme, but like my, you know, I had an expectation and it crashed my wave. 
And so you know how like there's no truth in the now and it really isn't meant to be personal, but I wanted what I wanted. And so my emotions were high and I showed it. <laughs> were you able to get what you wanted after? Yes, I was. Of course. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Oh I also got in a lot of trouble, but I did get what I wanted. <laughs> Very manifester of you though. The most to, manifester like story I've ever what heard. To do. Yeah. Or what right? I can or can't have, you know, and at a very young age, I was told that a lot. And then I had an expectation, of course, it was outside of me. Somebody else got to be in control of it. I also don't like. I'm obsessed with that story and I resonate. I've wanted to definitely hold people <laughs> under for not giving me food. So I get it on a, on a soul level. I get where you were going with that. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. A little window into uh, let Amy have what she wants. It's better for everyone. <laughs> yep, sure is. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Love that. What have we not covered, Monique? I know that we um, had some. You're the left you... arrow. I have no idea. Okay. I'm just here in the moment. <laughs> so I will tell you. You you mentioned um, honoring your strategy and authority, and you know that's like the buzzword that everybody, you know, is always when you learn about your design, it's always like honor your strategy and authority, honor your strategy and authority. If you had any tips to share with others, especially with someone who you can do all the things as a manifester all at the same time, you know, and you have an emotional wave. So um, while you feel this urge to do it right away, you also get to check in on that. So how do you allow yourself? I loved how you shared that when you bring the synergy of informing as well as responding together, that really offers the highest you know, frequency for you. But if you could share any kind of tips for our listeners as to how to honor that as an emo emotional manifester, that would be fantastic. Emotional yeah. manifesting generator. Yes. Sorry. Yes. 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 Yeah, okay. Totally. Just want to be clear. Um, <laughs> well, okay. Just to speak on the responding and the informing, I think there's way there's way more things in life that you can respond to than you should. Like, I mean, you can respond to everything, but knowing if it's a yes or a no is where it gets difficult. So I think for me was knowing that time was a gift instead of, I don't need to, I don't need to know the answers right now. And I, what's one day when people say, oh, you should respond to that email. Like immediately it's like, really? Cause I can wait 24 hours. Nothing is ever that pressing ever. So once I reframed that in my mind, like one more day isn't going to hurt. No one cares. And I'm the only one who cares about it. Right. So if I just wait on my emotional wave, most, I mean, like, I want to say 80% of the time, I don't care anymore. Whatever I cared about the first day, you you're, you're like nodding at me. I mean, you know, um, whatever I cared about that first day, it doesn't matter. So again, it, yes, it's one thing to respond, but then also check in with my own body. Do I feel excited about responding to this? And do I feel joy? Because a lot of times I could just be responding on auto autopilot. And I've noticed that recently with my business, you know, yes, 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 yes. Okay. I'm waiting emotional wave, but I'm getting into this, um, feeling of not really listening to my body. And I'm just kind of oh, I know I need to respond and wait, you know, like I'm a little like monkey. Uh, and then I'm like, no, no, no. Does this bring me joy? So I think as a man, Jen, the biggest thing for me is when I'm, when I'm in my not self, I'm depressed and low and sad, and I'm lacking creativity. And when I'm in my, you know, my, uh, my self theme, it's flowy and it feels fun and it feels free. And I think as a man, Jen, that's one of the things that we really need to focus on is what brings us joy. So, and all of, all the things that bring us joy, not just one thing, all the things, and you're allowed to have all the things. So yeah, that's, I think how I've been really checking in with my strategy and authority, not living on autopilot with it, but really checking in with my body and what, what brings me the most excitement. I love that. I love that. If you don't feel like if someone is pressuring you kind of like you um, alluded to, if they are pressuring you for an answer or something that you should be doing, which oh, that right then and there, I'm definitely not going to do. Um, <laughs> do, is it, do you just say, okay, then my answer is no. Or do you yeah. say, you know what? I need some more clarity or I need some more time. What kind of practice? Cause you know, it's like, that's something that I offer up when I'm not sure for myself yet. I'll just say, let me get back to you. And if they're pressuring me, then I'll say, well, then if you need an answer right now, then it gets to be no. Yeah, exactly. And I think the manifestor part of me is like, don't tell me what to do. Like, I don't need you to rush me into anything. And I change my mind so often that I think, 
you know, I I've gotten really good at saying that sounds great right now, but can I get back to you? And it's just a simple, it's a, no one takes it personally. And if they do, that's not someone I want in my, in my sphere. Like they have to understand that I don't need to tell anyone again, another conditioning thing. Like, I don't need to tell you anything right now. I can say, Hey, like I'll look at my schedule. Um, so yeah, I think it does feel when people pressure me and, and if it's not an immediate, yes, it does feel like a no, but that could change. So yeah, I've gotten good at being like, Ooh, like maybe, you know, and that, that has helped a lot, like stalling time. I think it would be great. I think you brought a great point up too. There is that you change your mind and we've had many of us, um, have had a lot of external conditioning about what that means. Flaky, Mm -hmm. wishy-washy, you didn't follow up on your word, your commitment, which is all a bunch of gigantic horseshit because we can change our mind every minute if we choose to. Um, and so, um, I, anytime I have the opportunity to be in front of a beautiful, anybody that has emotional authority, but especially a man, who's meant to be just like, if it is not lighting you up in the moment and bringing you joy and excitement, like you said, um, or if it did in that moment when you said yes to it, and then when it comes to it and it doesn't feel that way anymore, oh my goodness, I, if I could just send you a bottle of empowerment to just say, you know, as it turns out, when I thought it was a yes, it just really isn't today and don't need to defend it at all because your decision is all that matters. And it's protecting Mm -hmm. that big, beautiful, vibrant energy you have, because those of us who don't have it need you to be in your highest vibration so we can get on your energetic ride. It's important to stay that and that alignment, it really is important. And I think we're conditioned to think, no, we had a commitment, we better follow up on it. And, you know, just like today, if any one of us, even though we had this quote unquote scheduled, I think any one of the three of us would have said, not feeling it today. All, uh, every single one of us would have honored it without question because we have invited ourselves to live in alignment with that. And I know Monique and I do that. If we you know, had something scheduled and we're not feeling it, we've honored it. And that is such a beautiful thing to release that judgment and that harshness. So I love that you brought that up because it is beautiful that you change your mind. It's beautiful, beautiful that you get to uh, um, mm-hmm. honor that for yourself for sure. Love, love, it. love everything you said. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> I really love that you brought up um, the discernment of what to respond to as well as a manifesting generator, because I see this in a lot of the mangens that I know. And it's like, it almost looks to me like you sometimes they can't help themselves, but respond. Like, it's almost like you have to like, be like, wait, just hold on. You know, you don't have to respond to everything. I mean, I see it. Um, I work at my bar job with a lot of girls that are mangens and I see it like at work. It's like, hey, respond, respond. I'm like, you guys can choose, you know, right? Like you can choose if you don't want to, like, I like you don't have to, but you're, it feels, it looks to me like your body just wants to. So I feel like it's such a beautiful thing to bring up. And as an emotional authority, which this is something that I think Amy probably struggles with as well, because fast paced moving manifester, like it's, it's, it might be challenging to give yourself that time at first right because you feel like you want to like go 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 and do and um and you have that sacral in your case pushing behind you know that really um energy and and um when you've got three out of four motors defined so you're definitely ready to get some things done i imagine so i just love that you brought that up and i think that that's just a huge piece for people that um share similarities and design uh with you here yeah And, you know, you have a lot of external conditioning, as we've mentioned before, those of you that have sacrals, and then you even alluded to the people pleasing, but is being saying yes, you know, because in theory, you do have the energy to say, to respond, do it, say yes. But if it's not in alignment, then it is such a waste of that beautiful energy, you know, so such powerful stuff here. And I know all of our listeners are just soaking it up because um, of the goodness that you offered and just sharing ways that you have um, cultivated alignment for yourself and just, you know, true acceptance. That's what Monique and I are here. You know, we talk a lot about um, loving yourself, self-acceptance, self-love. And I think that is just such a movement from so many angles that we all (laughs) get the opportunity to learn how to embrace for sure. (laughs) And, And that's a testament to the platform that you're building and the people you're bringing on. I feel comfortable sharing that. And both of you have shared really beautiful things. So thank you. This has been like such an amazing 
chat. I learned a lot about myself. I'm excited. So <laughs> I yes. definitely know I'm happy, right? Good. Shows on I my face that. and in my hand expressions. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really love both of your energy and your souls. And I, even the little bits you pulled of my chart was really insightful and, and amazing. So thank you for reading me as well. That was a treat. Oh, thank you. We've loved having you on. We're very much looking forward to it. And before we officially let you go for the day, we would love to know, you know, um, what you can share with our beautiful audience, whether it's any, you know, current, all of your offerings are exciting, but just anything that we can highlight and then certainly how people can find you and connect with you. Yes. So again, man, gen fashion, I have a hundred billion things I'm doing all at once. You'll see if you follow me on Instagram or TikTok, it's like, she's all over the place, but in, in good intention. Uh, so what I'm offering right now that I really am excited about is community offerings. So classes, online classes, I offer an intuition course. It's a seven day self-paced course where you can reconnect to your own gifts. I also have a birth chart course. That's way more in depth. Like it would probably take you a little bit to get through, but learning how to read your natal chart. And then if you wanted to give readings to people and charge money, it's a little side hustle. I love that. That lights me up so much. Uh, so it's called birth chart biz. And then also I'm offering a little, uh, Mexico getaway <laughs> where, uh, it's more of like a networking event, but it's also, I don't, I want to say retreat loosely because it's really an experience for all of us, uh, to get together. It's in Aquarius season. It was very like well-intentioned. I, I looked at the transits for everything. We're going to be doing a full moon ceremony. It full moon in Leo, which is about creativity and play. And, and the Aquarius season is all about collective energy and, and connecting to community. So anyway, that's going to be in Mexico, a little Island off the coast of Cancun called uh, Islam Mojeres. So that's going to be really fun. And uh, yeah, I think, I mean, I do aura, aura readings and transit readings and astro cartography readings. So there's a there's a splice of life for everybody. So if you go to my website, which is spiritsis.com, you can find that. You can also find me on Instagram at spirit underscore sis. And I also have a podcast called Psychic Scoop. So it's all there. <laughs> I love all that. And we will definitely put all of that in the show notes. Um, you can't go wrong. I know I have gifted an aura reading to um, one of the very special people in my life and it was incredibly impactful. So you know, um, Steffi, how you show up in the world is just so beautiful. So I love that you're in alignment so you can continue to shine your light because uh, we need more of it in the world for sure. So thank you for giving us the opportunity to highlight all that you have to offer in our time together and for our listeners today. Thank you. Oh, my defined solar plexus is feeling those compliments. So thank you. <laughs> I'll probably like have some tears after this. This was really lovely and a great way to excite my sacral. So thank you both for what you're doing out here. And I just, I love you both. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank thank you, you for showing up like you do all the time. It's been really inspirational for me personally. And I think for us both, but um, yeah. And um, I wanted to share this quick story before we let you go. When we were on the retreat, on the day lunar retreat, um, there, the I had bought from Steffi a her open heart meditation that she has. She also has these really amazing, super affordable, short meditation audios that she offers, which I, I love that about you, that you just have something really attainable for everybody at any price range. I think that's really cool. And um, for me, when I bought that, I was that was the only thing I could afford to buy. So I really was grateful. But I shared the meditation with Amy while we were on the retreat in the at the Day Luna retreat. And we did it in our room together because that's where Amy and I met. We were like, and she loved it as well, of course. And I just wanted to share that with you. And you were mentioned so much at that retreat by various people. Like it was like, everyone was talking about you like kind of hoping that you would just pop in somewhere or something like that or just you were so talked about in this way of like appreciation and just um for who you are and how you show up and what that does for everybody and it's just it does something for me when I see somebody show up like you do it really does it really moves me to my core and reminds me that I can do that too and I love that about you. So thank you so much for being here with us and saying yes. And like, I'll cry after too with you. Yeah. Do you see me? I'm about to lose it. I'm about to lose my shit right here. And we get to, right? Emotions are fantastic and beautiful and lovely. And it allows us to really experience a lot yeah. of things. So I love it. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much again, Stephanie. It has just been such a gift to have such you a here. joy. And um, we know our listeners are going to love it too. So this is a pretty special one for us. So with that, mm -hmm. we'll catch you on the next one, folks. Take care. Bye for now.
Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We hope you found it inspiring and digestible. If you like what you heard, it would mean a lot to us if you'd take a moment to follow us so you'll be notified when new episodes are released. And if you're feeling really generous, please share and review our podcast as long as it's a five-star review. Otherwise, never mind. Maybe just keep that to yourself. And lastly, if you're new to human design or just curious to learn more about your own, Amy and I both have offerings for that. We also have an extensive human design community that we belong to. So if we don't feel like the right fit, we can certainly guide you to someone who is.